everyone. Welcome to our fifth official um, Prefect podcast episode. I'm here today with Prefects Marissa, Molly, and Justine, as you guys are already familiar with them. And today we're going to be talking about beauty, body uh, positivity, and beauty in the media. So let's get right to it. I'm going to start off with a kind of more difficult question, or at least like we always start off with these kind of questions, but I'm going to ask you um, about the definition of beauty. So it's a really evolved from um, like ancient classic philosophy to things like Kim Kardashian today. How do you define beauty? I can give you a second to think of this because it's kind of hard. Um, for me, I think the first thing that came to my head, because there's so many things, so many ways that I describe beauty. So I think the first thing that came into my head was just how I feel when I wake up in the morning. And I think that it's because as everyone knows, like beauty's on the inside and out. So I think like when you wake up in the morning and how you feel about yourself is a really big part of it because it's really important that you feel beautiful like yourself. I love that definition of like how you feel. I agree with Molly. Um, I think that it's really important that everyone feels confident in their selves, like in themselves and their abilities. But these days, I think that the definition of beauty is more so focused on your outward appearance. And for us as young women, it's really important for us to focus on the inner beauty because we're so caught up with social media and trying to look the part. I guess. And for me these days, beauty is all about how you look, who you hang out with, what you wear, as it's like a status and symbol of who you are. And it's who you're presenting yourself to be as a world. But I think in today's day and age, we really need to try and focus on inner beauty and focusing on an individual's like best self and presence, no matter what other people think. Oh, Justine, I wanted to just, oops, so I'm mute. I was just going to say, do you, so which one do you associate yourself with, with like inner beauty or how you define outer beauty? For me, I'm the kind of person that really doesn't care what other people think because I know who I am and I'm proud and happy of it. And I love being me. So when other people, like when you're asking me to kind of compare myself to like the definition of, you know, society standards today, I'm here thinking like, I really couldn't care less about that because I'm happy with who I am. So for me, a big part of my personality and my person is my inner beauty and knowing that I have the confidence and trust in myself to say that this is who I am and I love it. Um, to me, I didn't, the definition of beauty for me is just being your truest self and following your passions and kind of just being able to unlock your, well, as Justine is saying, your inner self. It's like who you are. And I think that is the most, so being able to travel, if that's your passion, that's a beauty part of you. Or if you play music, if you're dra dramatic, you do drama, like your personality, I think that's my definition of beauty, your 
I guess your, the way you carry yourself, the way you look around the world and you see what's around you, the way you interpret it. I, I, I think that's what it is. That's awesome. You guys all had really beautiful definitions of beauty. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to our next question. Do you believe um, that there's such a, we already kind of talked about this, but do you think there's such a thing as real versus fake beauty? I, I don't think so. I mean, like in like the literal sense, because I know a lot of people, like some people don't like to wear makeup and some people love to wear makeup. And I think I see a lot today that like people think someone's fake or like catfish if someone wears like a full face of makeup and that's perceived like fake beauty. And I think that's totally false. Like I think beauty is whatever you want it to be. And how, like I said, like however you feel. And I think, I think I liked what Marissa said about how beauty is like kind of how you carry yourself. So I think if makeup or no makeup is something that helps you carry yourself in a better way, like I think that is like a true form of beauty. I think every beauty is like, is the real thing. I don't think there's a fake version. Cool. Would you say like based off of that, do you think that it's in the eye of the beholder as they say? Or? Yeah. Okay, cool. Does anyone else want to add on to that? Um, I'm pretty sure everybody gets to define their own beauty in themselves, like Molly was saying. So if fake beauty to other people could be real beauty to the person themselves. So it's it's a matter of interpretation, but in the end, it's what you think of yourself over others. Yeah, I like that. I think it's the only way you can go. Okay, so... How do you think, okay, do you believe that there is a pressure to conform to standards of beauty and why or why not? I think that for people our age, so 17, 18 year olds, um, we're definitely feeling a slight amount of pressure. For me personally, I don't pay attention to the media and what people say we should or shouldn't wear or like, just because, I, as I said before, I really couldn't care less. But I know that it's like girls our age who are the most impacted in terms of trying to fit in because this is the age where everyone wants to be liked and feel as though that they belong. Um, and so the fact that our age group, I don't want to say targeted, but we're definitely um, up there in terms of feeling that we need to conform to society's standards in order to fit in and to feel loved by other people. I agree with Justine as well. And I think that like, especially with our generation, we kind of, we grew up with technology. And I know for me, ever since I was, I, like I got Instagram in grade five, I think. Mm -hmm. And ever since I got those like social media things, it's always been like coming at me, like these standards of beauty that are almost impossible to me. And it's just so much, I thought when I was younger, so much pressure, like what, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? Or this is like the newest makeup thing I should buy. And I just thought like, as a young girl, there was pressure that I was putting on myself because I was seeing these all the time I thought it was normal I realized there's no such thing as normal beauty like everything is different so I think that that's something that 
I learned to focus on as I got older that sure, I'm seeing this type of beauty all the time, but it's not technically like normal. Mm -hmm. There's different types of beauty that it's just, again, how you feel. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Brissa. Um, I just, I remember Justina saying that our, our age generally gets targeted and I was thinking about movies themselves because we have a lot of movies that will go from like grade 10 to grade 12 and you're supposed to have this big glow up and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and I, I don't know it's that. the pressure that you feel like you should start be like start wearing makeup you should have like grade 12 glow up yeah yeah but <laughs> but at the same time I'm not I'm not one to like go into like fall into the pressure themselves I like to just wear what makes me comfortable and I'll just go with it but I do know that there's those outside pressures that sometimes I will I feel that I will fall under especially movies like mm-hmm. the kitchen booth I mean it's unrealistic <laughs> but her goal is real <laughs> <laughs> But the idea is there where we feel like we have to be like our idols and the inspirations that we see in our movies and going into grade 12 that's a big one because a lot of stories and books and everything the media targets and make create stories that you think is real around our age and I feel like that pressure is something that will go into your head if, especially if you find these stories like really good you know you want to be part of it yeah definitely but like Marissa talked about the movies and half the time these movies are not even like the characters are teenagers but the actors are like in their 20s and that's like that starts it you know like this is why it's unrealistic (laughs) anyways I want to say you guys all look stunning I think you've all had a glow up but I think glowing up is just like growing up I just wanted to say that (laughs) sorry I was like slurping my drink and sorry (laughs) okay anyways so (laughs) Do expectations differ between males and females, do you think? Um, For me, I personally think that they do. Uh, This past year, when I was in grade 11, I did an APPS study. So for those of you who don't know, APPS is Introduction to Anthropology, Psychology, and Sociology. And I really recommend taking that course if you're in grade 10 because it's really fun and you also get to learn a lot. But back on topic, um, in terms of like male versus female expectations, I did some research on the level of confidence that each individual who identifies as that specific gender is faced with in society. And the research that I looked at was basically saying that men are more likely to be confident in themselves because they have the attitude of, oh, if I fail, it's fine. It'll just make me a stronger person. But if women fail, they tend to think of, oh, I'm weak and this is something that I'm not good at and I shouldn't try it again because people will make fun of me. Yeah, it's like there's almost more at stake too. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's like the research talked a lot about how women tend to view themselves as less because that's, you know, with all the sexism that's been going on throughout the past, like, you know, decades, um, women have 
taken more time to consider what they look like compared to their abilities as a way in the workforce to um, seem more approachable or like earning and deserving of male and like males and their respect. So in terms of society, I think that men definitely have more lenience and leeway in terms of how they appear like either like in real life or on social media or in the movies as marissa was saying compared to women because they simply don't face the same like pressures that women do and it's not to say that men don't face those pressures because they do it's just not outwardly stated as much and a lot of how people feel about themselves has to do with their confidence level yeah that's very well put I think Justine covered everything <laughs> really well. Oh, go ahead, Marissa, if you want. Oh, I was just thinking about it because Justine was talking about how, in, obviously, in the workforce and all of them. But I was also thinking about how we naturally, like, as a, I'm really scientific, um, as a species, it's natural for us to have to live up to certain um, beauty requirements like I guess I don't know if it's a requirement but um it's I'm more like the fact that I know that some birds they have to change their colors to be more vibrant or they have to have like really good dance to be able to get that female so they want to <laughs> pass their genes on right <laughs> it's just a fact yeah, okay? it's biological and yes definitely it's, I think it's the same as ours where guys might we don't know we're not a guy i'm not a guy so i won't be able to speak for them but i feel that they also have the pressures they may see it on a billboard for like perfume or something or helping Klein. they'll see this model person that girls will be like oh my god we want to be with this person but like they see that and they feel oh, they have to be that like you know what sean mendes did like the guy the calvin klein <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like that where you, where girls will be fawning over Shawn Mendes, but sometimes guys will feel insecure and they might be like, "Oh, do I have to look like him to get a girl, or do I have to look like them to feel comfortable in myself?" Yeah, like we wouldn't know. So it's hard to compare when you're not actually the person or a guy yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think there's also like a lot of behavioral differences too. Like men are supposed to act cold or whatnot. That's more like psychology sort of stuff. So we can later topic, later topic. Okay, so we kind of already talked about this, but going back to social media, I think Molly first talked about this too, but do you think that social media and like celebrity culture in general, we talked about the movies, um, affects our perception of beauty or like how we develop as we grow up and stuff? I mean, kind of like I said before, but for me... When I was younger, I mean, not so much now, but seeing things all the time and it was just the same because as we all know, beauty comes in many different shapes and sizes, but seeing that one shape and that one size that was perceived as the one and only beauty for many, many years while you're growing up as a teenage girl, it's, it's hard to, to not know that that's just not the only thing that there is out there that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I think that has it like social media has a really big part in how beauty is portrayed and how it's like perceived yeah go ahead marissa um personally i started social media on an animal account 
So I didn't get all of the extra beauty pressures that many young girls probably did when they were grade four. Um, but I did have the issue of not wanting to grow up because I saw like people in the movies growing up and I didn't feel like I was ready for that. But at the same time, I was maturing faster than my brain could process. <laughs> so it's more, it's not that the media, like the media affected me in a different way where I, it made me not want to grow up. I didn't want to look like that. Mm -hmm. um, especially since I was small and I didn't, it was, I was a child. I'm the baby in my family. Mm -hmm. So growing up was something that seemed impossible. And we, I grew up watching like JLo movies. So seeing her <laughs> on these rom-coms just being so common yourself I was not the most confident child so I didn't want to grow up and that watching them made me not want to grow up even more <laughs> that's just me yeah J-Lo's a lot to like <laughs> she's just like crazy she's in a good way though <laughs> um does anyone else want to add on to that or should I move on okay so um, how do you guys feel about filters on apps like Snapchat or like when you use Photoshop when you're posting things? Does this, okay, wait, sorry. I also had another part of this question that I just read right now. Um, <laughs> does this influence our perspective of beauty? And if so, why and how does it do this? Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't like for fil filters I don't really think there should be a problem with them because I think it's whatever makes you feel more confident and makes you feel good and whatever you want to do it's your pictures your face your body like whatever you want to do that's what you want to do it should be fine but I think um we should also understand that celebrities are able to do this just as much as regular people are so maybe we're watching these videos or looking at these pictures of like perfect celebrities and they're able to retouch their pictures just as much as we are and we should stop comparing ourselves and realize that not everything we see is the real deal and yeah. like everyone's able to use filters so it's it's we just I think it's okay to use but also when you're seeing pictures on Instagram take everything with a grain of salt and know that not everything is exactly how it seems on social media yeah for sure that's really good advice I know that on TikTok, there's quite a few videos of girls that will put a filter on their face by accident. Like, they'll open up the camera and it'll just be, like, this filter. And they'll be like, wow, I look really beautiful. And then they, like, realize it's just a filter and they go back and they put it to the normal camera. They're like, oh. And I feel like I had a moment before where it would just add the extra eyelashes or do the makeup. And you feel like, is that really me? makes you really question it and then I don't it's just it's like disappointing when you realize that it's not and it shouldn't be disappointing but it's just how it is when you put back you know? oh like expectations versus reality sort of thing yeah yeah those are great points um we talked about okay <laughs> oh yeah okay so this is kind of more controversial but I was gonna ask like, so there seems to be more of an excessive emphasis on the body and, like, wearing more revealing clothing or, like, looking a certain way or even, like, when you see on um, Instagram, they have Instagram poses or stuff like that. Why do you think this has occurred and how can we, is this a bad thing or not? 
I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I do think that it's something that everyone who uses social media, and even if they don't, should be aware of that's happening. Because, like, personally, I don't really know exactly what specific poses you have in mind, but I do know that when people pose in a specific way, it's because they want, you know, to, like, they want to have their image seen by others in that specific way. And when you do a specific pose, it makes you feel, you know, either more confident or stronger or, you know, more beautiful. But at the same time, some other poses that people may or may not choose to do and post are also set in a specific way that is going to hide some part of themselves from the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that in general, if you want to pose in a specific way, go for it. It's your life. Like what Molly said, you do you. But at the same time, people who are on the receiving end and the poster as well needs to keep in mind that, you know, everyone will perceive that photo or image in a different way. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good or bad thing. That's a good way of putting it. Sorry, go ahead, Molly. No, no, I totally agree with Justine. Like, kind of the same as, I think, like, poses and filters go hand in hand. You can use a filter just as you can change your pose. Like, different poses can make you look completely different. Same with lighting and makeup and things like that. Like, it, it really, at the end of the day, like, it's not even about you sometimes. It's about how you're standing, what time of day it is. Like, the lighting can make you look different. Like... I think it's the same thing, like do whatever you want, what makes you feel confident, what makes you feel good about yourself. And then on the receiving end, like Justine said, like everything, some things look the same on social media as they do in real life, some things don't. So just like take everything in that kind of view. Yeah. Okay, so my next question. Uh, Beauty in the media is often portrayed as exclusive or unattainable. Um, Molly talked about like growing up and buying like the next product or whatever and then like companies present like an ever-changing standard of beauty and then you have to like jump on the next diet fad or like there's like just like a FOMO culture kind of I think. Um, How do you think we can change this like never enough belief? Like what's your advice for dealing with that sort of thing? I'd say for me, um, because I am the kind of person that is really happy and totally okay with who I am. And I'm also that person that's like, I don't really care about what other people think. In terms of having that attitude, I'd like my advice would be get yourself in a position where you are able to say with confidence that you are happy with who you are whether that's, you know, surrounding yourself by friends who support you and your family who will, you know, never stop loving you. It's all about putting yourself and setting yourself up for success and allowing yourself to be in an environment that you feel the most you. So for me, I just say, like, try your best to find that maybe, like, 
that one person that builds you up all the time or that you feel 100% you know comfortable with sitting in silence because that can really help you grow in your confidence and you know back to psychoanalyzing it everything that has to do with how you feel it's all like self reflection and it has to do with your confidence level so if your confidence level is lower you're more likely to think more negative things because your brain is saying, you know, you're not going to fit in, you're going to stand out, and people aren't going to love you because the whole process of evolution is to get everyone to fit in and to be alike. Like what Marissa was saying, it's survival of the fittest. You want specific traits to be carried on from generations so that you're able to have a family and feel as you belong. But, you know, in terms of getting yourself in that place, I think it's just really important that you surround yourself by people and an environment that you are able to feel the most comfortable being yourself. Because until then, you're never going to truly be able to be you. Um, and if you can't be you with you, then you can't really be true to yourself to anyone else. Very true. Oh, that was good. Very well said. <laughs> Um, I think for me, like, I really, um, like, felt what Kalia was saying about the ever-changing sense of beauty. I know being on, like, social media, especially TikTok and, like, looking at ads and stuff, I see people and they realize, they, they'll mention, like, something, like, a body part or something like that. And they'll realize, like, oh, was I supposed to be insecure about this? Like, I didn't realize this is something to be insecure about. I'm like, I've noticed that. And people talking on social media about how brands often profit off of our own insecurities. That's and I yeah. think that, yeah, and I think that it's really important to stop focusing so much on what like beauty brands and advertisements and commercials have to say about beauty and just start working on yourself. And like Justine said, um, like surround yourself with people who make you feel good. And it's really important to make sure that you are also that person that makes you feel good. It's okay to have a day of course, like sometimes we just don't feel good on a certain day. Like, oh, I'm not feeling my best, not looking my best today. Been there. But I think majority of the time you should be able to pick yourself up and be like, you know what? You are looking good today. Feeling good, girl. You know, like just be able to let yourself like remind yourself of your own beauty and not focus on what everyone else has to say. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Go ahead, Marissa. Yeah. If you're anything like when I was small and you didn't start off with confidence, you had the older sibling, um, it's hard to look at the media and all the beauty products and want want to grow up. I mean, I found that like tips to want, like going through the phase of growing up is starting with confidence and being confident with who you are yourself. Like everybody else is saying, being able to feel comfortable with yourself. That is the first step to growing up. And looking at all the beauty products, the models, and everything, like that type of aspect is not going to help your developing. And I, it took, like nobody was there to tell me that. I had myself telling me that these girls are what they look like grown up. Do you go from this phase to this phase? Is that just how it goes? Like getting acne or I was one of those girls that just, I guess 
I don't know, I matured faster than everybody else. So it was difficult for me to feel placed and fit in when mm-hmm. I had that step and then the older step and looking at all those beauty products, all the models versus the other kids in my grade. Mm-hmm. So the first step is being confident with yourself, um, finding something that will keep you afloat and finding your passion is what actually helped me. So playing violin is what helps me feel more beautiful and more confident in myself in the end, and that's where I've become now. Okay. These are I this is incredible. I love, 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 love talking with you guys about this stuff. Um this is that was kinda of, I had three more questions, but you guys kind of just oops, summed it all up in like one big message. So I'm just going to ask one more question before we go. Um, please describe a time where you saw an overwhelming sense of beauty in another person, thing, experience, or et cetera. Like, it could be anything, really. Like, in nature, too. I don't know. Um, for me, well, my sister was in dance competitions. In dance competitions, you are automatically put, supposed to put makeup on. You're supposed to wear some flashy clothing put yourself on a stage and just somehow you're supposed to express yourself and remember every dance move. And I found people that were on the stage that were truly comfortable in themselves. That was when I realized that they themselves felt that they were beautiful and it rubbed off on me. And I realized that, Hey, these people have this passion and they feel comfortable in it. They look like they feel comfortable on their own skin. And maybe it's not the world. You want to be a part of it. I never danced, so I can't relate, but I know, like, from seeing things. <laughs> it's like its own definition of everything. The dance, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I was never a dancer, but I can assume it's like. I, I, dance is so beautiful, I think, but, like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it just. It makes you realize that if it's not your passion, you won't feel comfortable doing it. But the people that you see dancing on the stage that make it look it's like they express themselves they feel beautiful they they're passionate you can tell and that's when i realized that that was beauty is finding yourself in something you love yay i love that story go ahead mom Um, i think for me um i see a lot of beauty in my nana and like a lot of older generations just like my Nana specifically, I just know that like there's difficult times and difficult events that um, people go through in life and having lived a long life, my Nana went through a lot of hardships and I think she handled everything with such beauty and grace and it was just in such a quiet way that like if you weren't if you weren't right beside her like with her as she was going through it, you wouldn't really have noticed it kind of thing mm-hmm. but it was an under underappreciated sense of beauty with how she just handles things so well and is kind to everyone and is just like a beautiful soul mm-hmm. as well as a beautiful person. So I think I just looked I looked up to her a lot when I was younger and how she dealt with situations that probably wouldn't have been my or a lot of other people's first response. So I liked that. Mine is uh, less sentimental than both Marissa and Molly's, but um, for those of you who know me, you know that I love playing basketball, and if you don't, now you know. Um, And for me, 
a moment of beauty was seeing my friend Yasmin and you guys all heard Yasmin on the previous <laughs> podcast. So in grade six, we played basketball together and Yasmin is the kind of girl that has a heart. She will go after whatever she wants, no matter what, no matter what people say, and she will just do it because she loves it. And back in grade six, she wasn't the most skilled player in basketball, but my coach at the time was the kindest woman that you will quite literally ever meet. And she was encouraging and she said, Yasmin, go on the court and try. So we played, you know, a tough game against one of our uh, lovely rival schools and we ended up winning, which was great for our team. But there was one moment where Yasmin got fouled. And for those of you who don't play basketball, it's basically when someone hits you and they're not supposed to hit you. So you get uh, a free shot on the basketball net. And Yasmin beforehand wasn't as confident in her basketball abilities. Um, for those of you who know basketball, it's shooting from the, the foul line, which is quite far away from the net when you think about it. And Yasmin was practicing and she wasn't confident, but in that one game she got fouled and she had to go take a free shot on the other team's net. And so she did her routine, she went up to the line and everyone was literally dead silent because you have to be so quiet and you know the pressure is kind of scary when you're that age but she took a deep breath and she shot the ball and it went swish right through the hoop and for me that was the moment that i realized this girl has so much heart and i saw like a completely different side of her because she had this look of complete awe and confidence as well as compassion on her face. And for me, that was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever seen playing a sport that I love. So Yasmin, if you're listening to this, I know you chose field hockey over basketball, but you know, you should always come back and go for it because I know you love playing the sport. So less sentimental. Awesome. There you go. No. How is that less sentimental? That's so beautiful. Yeah, that is. Hopefully Yasmin's listening to this. Yeah, hopefully. And Molly's but... Nana. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your stories. Um, that was great advice. And I can't say thank you anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for coming. And talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.